Welcome in on Bienvenue. <laughs> it's only bloody Eurovision week on the ceasefire oh, babies. No, it's literature week. Oh, these are next week's notes. We've got our notes crossed. It's all about reading and writing and... Reading and writing, yes, Talking and obviously. speeching and poetry and everything else. All the letters. I know. What's what your I... favourite letter? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh that's it. <laughs> uh, maybe... <laughs> I'm under pressure. Um, Just think. You. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh... That's us. Good luck and good night. Walk to the big box. Say to the little box. I want you all just fuck off. Fuck off. You don't understand anything. You're a social worker. Fuck off, Elaine. So I go in with my new story. Mm-hmm. Right, um... My news is I missed you. It's been... I haven't seen you in a week. Actually, no, I saw you. No, I didn't. Didn't you? Well, you came into my room on Saturday night, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> came in to see you. Uh, and what were you doing? It's none of your business. neither here nor there. Well. Um, but yes, no, it's been six or seven days since we've seen each other Six last. or seven-ish days. The last time I saw you, you weren't well. I was very hungover. I know. Thanks for the Burger King. It's still repeating on me. I love a Burger King. I wouldn't be doing it... All the time now. No. It's a treat. It's a treat. It Those, is a treat. Still can't get over. What was it? Forty onion rings for a pound. Something, uh, Something like that, and it tasted like it. Someone listened to last week's episode and give us a price there. <laughs> um, we had a good one last week. Food and drink. Food and drink. Yes. I didn't think we could talk so much about it. Everyone loved it as well. We got a lot of good feedback. So thanks so much, everyone. And for thank you to in. Sophie Soapy Bobs. Yes, thank you, Soapy Bobs, for stopping by stopping in studio. By. In studio, <laughs> it was virtual. We're still trying to keep our distance from uh, the general public. Yes. So don't don't get fresh with me, folks. Don't be cancelling us. No, this week we're talking literature, but we'll get into that in a wee minute. Mm-hmm. Any personal news this week? Um, let me think. Well, so you can see here I've got my notebook in front of me. Yeah. My big notebook where I've got yeah. different sections for the podcast. You're I've got drunken ramblings after a coconut margarita in the Marcus Ward. Yes, but... If I just flip the page backwards, so it was Eurovision quarterfinals last night. Yes. Well, no, this is... I was asking about you. I don't give a fuck about Eurovision. This is part of me. Oh. <laughs> so I've got all my Eurovision notes written in front of me. Um, but we'll get to that in a bit. So I'm putting, I'm putting a fiver on Sweden each Kim, way. 2021. So the last five or six years, whenever Eurovision's on and Israel come on, everybody boos. It used to be it was Russia that oh. people were booing because Russia obviously is very, very anti-gay. That's changing as... As, as the day goes progress, on, as the settlements um, grow, but obviously in terms of recent news that we're going to get into in a minute, Israel come on stage and I mean we all Last like night. A, we all like a bad boy. Their song is really good. However, it always is. Um, everyone was booing them, and the you could hear the presenters trying mm. to talk over them. Nikki Tutorials, one of the main presenters this year. Oh, stop it! Gorgeous in Stunning. this really dark navy sequence. You you piece. tell me a bigger European icon. The face of the Netherlands, literally. Dan Beat to the gods. Dan International. So She's still kicking. Briefly, just going to go through my notes here. So, Lithuania were first. Right. Um, the song reminded me of the... Remember the Pizza Hut song? Mm, Country like Red Chicken. They were doing a lot of finger dancing. Nice, nice. That needs to make a comeback. Let's Very see. good for the TikToks. 
Russia, this woman came out in a traditional um, Russian Is this the semi-finals? Dress. No, this is the quarter-finals. The semi-finals quarter- are I Thursday. forgot the only ones that are guaranteed entry are like the big five, isn't it? So there is there's the big five, and they are the ones that contribute most into the EU. So mm-hmm. I've got here in my notes... What, how does the UK stand? Are they still in the big five? I've got it here in my notes. Okay, right, okay, I'll just wish. <clears throat> UK shouldn't be able to compete because of Brexit. All Europeans have amazing teeth, all stunners. Another reason the UK shouldn't be in Eurovision. <laughs> Australia can be in it, but UK can't. Australia is a song that would be played in Boombox. You can see that in my notes there. Right. And I've also written, not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, Macedon- <laughs> North Macedonia, um, they're very openly gay contestant. It's not okay to be gay where they are. There's no... Um, Macedonia and Herzegovina? North Macedonia. Are they separate countries now? Yes. Didn't know that. See, if you watched Eurovision, you'd know. They used no, to I do watch. The but former I'm... Republic of North Macedonia and Yugoslavia and the Czech People's Republic. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. So the... Very contest- troubled region. The contestant for North Macedonia this year is an openly gay man who has done theatre and stage and whatever and is a um, recording artist in his own right. Um, and it was very brave of him to go out and sing this song for like a lover. And you can tell, you know, by the oh, words that are used and the pronouns and everything. The connotations. It's a very gay man song. Good, so good. he got lots of applause. The song was shit, but the song, but you know, the The point, message was right. Yeah. Um, the right idea. What else have I got here? Croatia. Um, she looked like Paris Hilton. The song was good. Vocals, 6 out of 10. Who do I think I am? Like... You're on a full tangent here. Also going into Israel. should see her with a wee book. She has all the countries listed Going about. into Israel here, even though there's the whole thing. But um, Israel's singer is the... It was the highest ever note. Um, what do you call that? The highest the register, register. The highest register ever hit in Eurovision history. Where do was, you get your trivia from? And so quickly. Was hit, was hit on yesterday night. Was hit on yesterday Was hit yesterday night. Um, <laughs> right. Let's see. Malta's really good. Malta's um, Malta's always good for such yeah, a small so of nation. Yes, so my top of one page here, it just says top three, Sweden, Malta and Romania. You made me listen to the Swedish song. It's Swedish good. one was really good, Very yeah. Very good. What's her name? Uh, Tusse. Tusse, Tuss. Yeah, something. Malta is um, called Je me casse, which is French for like, leave brackets get out right now. Okay. It's like that, but the French version. <laughs> it's the end of you and me. It's really good. So that's my news. Um, so that, are you done? Yeah. I honestly... Yeah, that's me. I wasn't even expecting you to go into that. Wait till Thanks. next week. Okay, yeah. No, we'll talk about it next week. Um, I have news for you. Yeah, Couple do you have of news stories. for me? So the Queen... The suffering never ends for Queen Elizabeth. She's got a puppy and it died. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I, can I tell you all that I got my news, all my news stories today, from standing Russell's on the New Nords Road, East Belfast... And looking at the top three newspapers, which were like The Sun, The Mirror and The Daily Star. He is not lying. And they had the most sensationalist headlines I've ever seen in my life. And I stood after we paid and stood and looked at them and went, this is all very ceasefire babies. And you had to drag me out of the shop. What was the one about Moby Dick? Oh, Loch Ness. Uh, yes, the Loch Ness monster apparently is a wheel. But I was there pouring over these newspapers and Rebecca goes, come on to fuck, get out, get out. And I walked out, spotted one of those electric scooters. We wow me or whatever you call them or a nine bot out mm-hmm. the front and I went I'd fucking love to steal that and she goes it's only 53p for the Daily Star she thought I was st- talking about the newspapers <laughs> oh you wanted to steal a newspaper no no I'll get it online if I'm stuck but that was yeah so the Queen's lost a puppy that's the big news obviously the Queen's lost a puppy after the husband mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd be more annoyed about um, Hovis no bread we haven't had on the shelves no I know because they've all went on strike they've went on strike 
and you know why? Well, because they're getting paid crumbs. <laughs> oh, send me home. Oh, wait, I'm here. Um, yeah, I looked at it and I went, right enough, there's no bread in the shops. But then I remembered I was thinking of mushrooms. There was no mushrooms in Lidl the other night. No? No. Well, I wouldn't be looking. I Should I have to take two mushrooms out of work? They're down there and you wouldn't even eat it. You took two mushrooms out of work? Two, in a paper bag. And I walked out and I goes, take it out of my way. It's hard done by, <laughs> folks. We still have no sponsors, so this is a free <laughs> podcast if anybody wants no, to. No, there were the big, you know, the portobellos, because I was cooking steaks. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I have lovely mushrooms at home for you. And she went, I do not eat mushrooms. Do you not know me at all? I don't eat mushrooms. So they're still sitting in veg box. Uh, tear away at them. You may have them for breakfast. I love a mushroom on toast. Uh, other news. What else have I got for you? Uh, so the Hovis men are striking. Don't know why. Probably because they're getting paid crumbs. <laughs> 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 that is quite good. Thanks. Okay. Queen's got dead dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it a cor- She always does get a corgi, doesn't she? Uh, they had a photo of it. Was it a cor? It was a cor day, surely. It looked a bit mixed. No, that was that was Philip the photo of. Well, this is another one. Big news today. Breaking news. Thirteen point five million pound. Where's it going? And who left it? Uh, I, I tell me. Methody Belfast from a past pupil. Fuck off. They are so thankful for the biggest cash injection they've ever had. Do they fucking Tell me need that it? price again. 13.5 million in what? their will. Left to Methody? To Methody. Methody must have dirt on whoever it was <laughs> for you. wouldn't give them 13 pence. Isn't that wild? Oh my God. Oh no. My wee brother's going into first year in September and he was choosing between... Uh, so both of his parents are teachers and like in the education system. Yes. And... My dad wanted him to go to just whatever school he wanted to, but his mum was like... Oh, sure, dad, teacher. Yeah. Huh? My da- uh, his mum was like, oh, I want him to go to Methody, or I want him to go to Inst, and I was like, please don't send him to Methody, because inst, to m- inst, I've inst, got inst. friends that I grew up with that went to Methody, and they were like, oh, it's very, like, money, and if you don't play rugby, yeah, it's very like that. And I was like, I don't really want that for my sibling. So, 13.5... Million. Million. What do you think they'll spend it on? Elocution lessons. Oh, I think that's already part, part and parcel. Part, part and parcel. It's know. too much for me. Considering the school is technically in town, it's so very, very BT9. And very, like... Well, I went to the a similar sort of school, as you know. And yes, I turned but out in just the sticks. Great. Yeah, but they're, they would have been on the same level. They played rugby together. Anyway. Anyway, so you're feeling good. Yes, other news, um, you know, for the past sort of few weeks I've been saying about the whole, um, like, Sophie Lancaster story in Coronation yes. Street. Um, you were crying watching Corrie the other night, weren't it's you? Not, it wasn't graphic at all, obviously, because it's before the watershed. It was done so well. And obviously we know the Coronation Street writers have been working with Sophie's mum, Sylvia, yes, for the last 18 enough. months. So, <clears throat> unreal. about two, three weeks ago, the owner of Voodoo and his girlfriend were standing outside a Hotel Chocolat oh, waiting I know for this. a taxi. I know this. And they were attacked. Because that's my housemate's good friends, she mm-hmm. told me. Um, Have they like come out and made some sort of a... This is all... This media. is public knowledge. This isn't me just saying, oh, I heard this from so-and-so. So the couple were standing outside Hotel Chocolat waiting for a taxi and standard... A group of smicks were walking past and said something to them, commented on their outfit, the way they were dressing, their piercings, their hair, their tattoos, whatever. Bear mind they were in trying to clean up a bar, like it's not like yeah, they were... Yeah, they just finished work and were... They weren't for a scene night out. Yeah. Um, 
one of the smicks said something about the fella's girlfriend and the fella was like mate come on like fuck off like cut it out and he was like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry put his hand out to shake it and when the owner of voodoo put his hand out to shake his he was trailed to the ground and the two of them got their shit kicked in yeah they're doing really well now they were in hospital for a while they're both recovering they're fine um but i mean it was the same week that the big episode of coronation straight aired and as much as people are trying to work to get all of that just completely eradicated no matter where you are, people are always going to look down at you if you look slightly different to what they think is, quote-unquote, the norm. Um, we're going to put the Sophie Charity fundraiser in our uh, bio for this episode and you can read about it and get more info, but just don't be a dick, basically. Best wishes to the staff from Voodoo and Santeria. Uh, yep. It's mad that it's still just... It's absolutely disgusting. Like Just angry wee boys walking about Belfast City Centre. Wind your fucking neck in. I know. Stop taking your depression out on everyone else. I know. I know. Anyway, um, do we have any light news? Because we have big news and... I don't know. I feel like we're already What's in the big light news. news. The light news? The Queen's dog died. Places are starting to open up again all over the world. Monday, hopefully. Yeah. Well, there was a statement meant to go out tonight. Yeah. Just to clarify what happened. Nothing, I didn't watch it. So I was, walk- fucking about. I was walking through town earlier and it wasn't until I was like seeing it with my own eyes where I was going, fuck, I haven't been around this part of town in I don't know Isn't how long. Isn't mad Belfast is like a party town Whereas before I would have walked from one end of the town to the other blindfolded and would have known where to go. And yeah. now you're just so used to being in your house or being in just one area of town. There's so many people that are struggling mm-hmm. day and night in public. So drag queen cherry on top mm-hmm. friend of the show hello matthew friend Calvin. of the show matthew Calvin. put Hi. up a tiktok and he was like does anyone else just feel really fucking overwhelmed yeah like where you've spent the best parts of a, year, of a year just sitting in the house by yourself and either having a good day or a shit day but then you have to leave the house now and get dressed and go into work even if you're and having a shit day and you're in the house you're surrounded by your own yeah, creature comfort and your own comfort well this is what he was saying he was like like, is anyone else finding it mm-hmm. hard to just getting, like, dressed up and going into work or even just going into mm-hmm. town and you're all into people and all of a sudden you have to retrain yourself to put on a smile? Yeah. It's, we sound so yeah. sad, but no, I completely I, get it as well. So, you forget you're like, how you have to, to be switched interact on. with people. See, like, when I leave this house, you know where I live. I'm not going to my address where. East Belfast. <laughs> but you get on the bus and you can sit in the bus and be a bit of a moody arse Aye. and put on headphones and your mask. And then the minute you get into Donegal Square West, mm-hmm. you rip it off and all of a sudden you're like, showtime! Mm-hmm. Like, you have to switch it on because you don't know who you're running into. Yeah. And you can't walk about the town look, with a sour bacon. I feel like I've been walking around town now with... Because when, when you're walking around town, you don't really have your mask on if you're just walking about the streets. I feel like I'm, you know, switched all smiling, on. like waiting, for, well, waiting also, for something to happen. Like, there was parts of town yeah. I was walking around going, where did this building come from? Like, I went to Maverick on Monday and you know the way... Um, Beside that old church, there's all like that new student housing. Yeah. Whenever I was working in Kremlin, it was just about to be built. Nice. And I walked past Shut it up. the other day and it's now like, it's a fucking high right, rise. And I'm going, the landscape, it's not, not just like COVID. It's like the landscape is just completely different. I know. There's certain parts of town now that I just don't recognise at all. I haven't like been unlucky enough. Not unlucky, but like I haven't been in an overly bad mood. Yeah. Going into town and getting, because it's gone from... You see, Once you've done it, you've done it, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I do feel glad for it. But it went from like zero to five hundred overnight. Yeah. And like completely. I haven't gone into town feeling overly like anxious or overwhelmed. Yeah. Thankfully. Well. But I know a lot of people have, and my heart goes out to them. Yeah. But um, I'm waiting for that. I day. think it's different as well if you're working in time. 
obviously whenever places are open, if you're working in town, you're used to just going the same route every day. Yeah, and being then on. it's not until you have a day off and you have to go into town for whatever reason. And you're or you walking have around going, six months off. God, there's a, there's a bloody pre-mark here, I forgot. You, oh, I haven't been in yet, have you? Mm-hmm. I was able to go in last week. There was no queue. What did I go in for? I'm in near an shop. I went in for earrings, necklaces, socks, and what else did I get? Oh, I got that, that jacket. Yes. That so, jacket. Oh, that's out of Primark. Uh-huh. Lovely. Score. Gorgeous. All the essentials then. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll yeah. go, we would, will we? Will we? Go? Yeah. Will we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... If you've made it this far, thank fuck. Big story um, this week. <laughs> Palestine. Any chance of it being freed? You're looking at the main correspondent here for Judaism in Ireland. Um, God forgive me. That's obviously a joke. No, okay. Thank you. We all know what's right and what's wrong, and it's so bizarre to see certain things on the media that aren't being shown in the news, because the media and the news are two completely separate entities. There are things that we're having to find out about via Twitter or Instagram stories or this, TikTok, that and the other, or, or TikTok, Reddit or whatever. Like, and you're switching on BBC News at six o'clock, and they're talking you... about the Queen's dead dog, for example. They're not, yeah. hit, they're not hitting on the so real stories. I obviously you know I'm going through the whole doing my masters or starting to mm-hmm. and I've had a few chats and interviews with people that are doing like bursary awards and even my uni interview mm-hmm. and a lot of things they were talking to me about was can you spot fake news like what's a trusted source mm-hmm. what do you know what to go for mm-hmm. and they were like oh if you see something on Twitter how's it real and I was like you need to see like the same the footage from yeah. three different people Yeah. and that's what's happening at the minute what's like, fake news to you isn't going to be fake news to say Tommy yeah. Lauren from Fox News who thinks that COVID's fake. Fake news. Fake news is well, I subjective. I know deep, deep fakes and fake videos. Yeah. But when you see a tower block in fucking journalists, yeah. like 20 amateur photo- videos at the same time of it collapsing, you're like, obviously that's a trusted source. Like this is... Yeah. From right. all different angles. There's yeah. no way that could and have been photoshopped. None of this has been reported. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of touched on on BBC and everything, but you need to realise UK, USA are anti-Palestine. Yeah. Which is a joke because in the first place the UK set up the idea of the reason that um, we talked about it. (laughs) So there's a big idea amongst the Jewish community, and fair enough, it might be true. I don't know. I'm not Jewish. I don't know their beliefs, but some quite strict Jews are. There's the Zionists, which yeah, they're like we have to go back to the homeland. This is our land. We're reclaiming it. Yeah, which is the whole idea of the West Bank. There's nearly no fucking land left. I know. So this is the whole fight over Jerusalem. The whole idea of the West Bank, which is like on. I don't even know how... It's like nobody really knows what West Bank is. A lot of people would recognise it as Palestine. Yeah. Um, it's called West Bank because it's west of Jordan. Mm-hmm. Or the River Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a disputed territory. And more and more over the years, you see more and more Israelis coming in and they call them the settlements. And they're just taking over. And apparently it's like a beautiful place to live. Yeah. It's, it's close to Jerusalem. It's really good to raise a family. You mm. wouldn't know it's a conflict zone until until you it turn is. the corner. Or, but yeah. it's just different communities: Arabs, Jews living side by side. Yeah, it's very problematic because they are just it's ethnic cleansing. Yeah, there's no other way to describe it. Like in the past fifteen twenty years, they're just being pushed out, and they've nowhere to fucking go. They've nowhere to go. Palestine is one of the most overcrowded places on the earth. Yeah, and um, the reason that we that they have refugees are because of the US and the UK. And the two places that won't the, take, sorry, the three places that don't take refugees are the UK, France and the US. Schrodinger's refugee. I have a tweet <laughs> here that I seen last week from Imam Bashir. 
uh, a woman living in Gaza said, Tonight I put the kids to sleep in our bedroom so that when we die, we die together and no one would have to mourn the loss of another one. I mean, it's what do you do with that? Disgusting. There's a woman that's putting her children into bed with her so that if they all get bombed in the middle of the night, they all die together and, and no one has to live another second without the other. Well, that's a realistic thing because the amount of child casualties and all the news is focused on the fact that Hamas are bombing Israel. They're making it in to seem like it's some massive war, which it is, but it's you're killing children. And if you actually look at the facts and the figures of who... Palestine doesn't have an army. They don't have a military. They have a paramilitary, the Hamas. Yeah. They have no real weapon reserve. And the way it's being... They are being pushed into a corner. I know. In their own homes. And and they have no resources to to be able to fight for themselves. All the West. They're not allowed to leave. They're not allowed to come anywhere else because no other country wants to fucking take them. Everything's controlled by Israel. So, like, their water, their electric everything, everything. Um, all the news reporting over here is you know Hamas they're launching mm-hmm. another terror attack on Israel you're like it's the equivalent of someone throwing pebbles against someone who's using a fucking handgun mm-hmm. like Israel are fighting back with absolute force they have a nuclear warhead they just need to ask themselves who is the real terrorist here why are you fighting it's over it's the same a... thing I said two weeks ago who is the real terrorist I don't know the one Pointing their gun at someone or the one looking down the gun with their hands up that has nothing in their pockets. Mm-hmm. Do you blame Palestine? I'd be fucked off by now. Like every bit of land is just people coming in. It's not recognised as a part of Israel, but they're like, oh, we're setting up here. It's just And they're building like really fucking middle class, lovely white communities in the middle of it. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be pretty peed off by now. I'm sick of it. What do you think of the whole Palestine-Northern Ireland relation? I think that... It's good that quite a lot of people over here are seeing similar well, we've similarities. Been, we've been talking about it for a long time, decades. There's flags up there's, all over the country. There's some similarities. I'm not saying that they're the same thing because they're not. Obviously, there's casualties in both countries. Yeah. Um, it's good to see that people over here who maybe wouldn't know that much about the whole Israeli-Palestinian thing but still know what's right and what's wrong and have their backs. It's the same as so in the 70s. Um, at the sixties and seventies, the the Irish government got a lot of money from Cuba, um, because they were having their own civil conflict. Also, in you're gonna laugh, but during the famine, Ireland got a lot of money from Native Americans. Yes, because and that's we were yeah. So it's good to see parts of that's sort of the good thing about it, where all over the world you're seeing people coming together, no matter what. I mean, people over here might not have any ties to Israel or Palestine well, no, at all, over but he- they're seeing things that they're not liking. No, but over here it's treated as a religious issue in the same terms of Catholic Protestants. Yes, that's because a lot of nationalists would identify with Palestinians, yeah, being like completely. they're taking our land, they're taking our land. Yeah, and I love that. Basically, it is the norm for most people to like put up a Palestinian flag and support it because yeah. it's fucking genocide. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're Catholic Protestant, yeah. and it doesn't matter if you're it Northern Ireland. Like, yeah. there's protests happening all over the UK, all over the world. It people. doesn't matter if you're Catholic or Protestant because I'm no. sure you could turn around to anybody in the world and say, "Here it wasn't yeah. a Holocaust fad." They'd go, "Yeah, no, it well, this was. is it." There's, and you're like, "Well, there's another genocide that's going there's on right massive, now." There's massive, massive protests happening all over the UK. There was a policeman, I think, at the London protest. And he screamed out, like, free Palestine. And mm-hmm. I think he's been reprimanded for, like, just, like... Just being, for saying that. Just two, for being just political. Two ger- words. Yeah, but being political mm-hmm. during his placing, mm-hmm. which I suppose is taboo. But I don't But why? Because you're, you're just not meant to be at all. But I can understand he was that frustrated yeah. that he was, like, screamed at. Yeah. But over here, 
especially just in Northern Ireland. So people, they can't Especially dis- in Belfast. Yeah, in Belfast, they can't disconnect the fact of, I'm flying a Palestinian flag because I sympathise with these people because mm-hmm. it's torture. Mm-hmm. People are here going, they are tags. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you're walking around very staunch Protestant areas, which I live in, mm-hmm. and you see Israel, Star David mm-hmm. flying. And it's just, There's one round the corner. There is one round the corner, and it's so disheartening because because like, if you went and knocked on that person's door yeah. and says, "Tell me what's what's me, actually going what's on in the middle east, on, yeah. like, what's going on?" Like you know, I have that star of David necklace, yeah. and I ha- I've stopped wearing it in the past like week or two because I don't want people to stop me and think, "Oh, I'm wearing a star of David necklace." It's a family heirloom. We I all know. know I've got Jewish relatives from Poland. I'm not wearing that star of David for the past two weeks because I don't want people to think that I'm. It just annoys pro- me. Pro anything, I don't want it to be known, but it's like... It just like, goes to show, like, how many of these, like, older, staunch Protestant or Catholic, or Catholic families Catholics, in anyone, Northern Ireland... Where they're they're like, so set in their ways. They're like, I'm going to fly this flag because it means I'm a prod yeah. or it means I'm a Catholic. Yeah. You're like, no, it's an Israel flag. And if you actually looked at the news, you'd realise what they're doing yeah. is, like, fucking human rights violation. It should be illegal. Yeah. Like, it it's really has... It has... What it boils down to is it has absolutely nothing to do with religion people are being murdered in their homes and it's just all to do with land it has nothing to do land with religion at all land and heritage it's nothing to do with religion you could be atheist and live in palestine you could be any religion or no religion and live in that part of the well, world i watched and a really good still smoked out of your house i watched a really good documentary on youtube or it's like a series of documentaries so vox for mm. do you ever see them yeah and they also do that Netflix series Explained mm-hmm. by Vox. And they're like chef's kiss. Every video they put out is so fascinating. And they really deal with like slow news stories. Which is like this is this is why I became breaking news or this is going to become breaking news. Mm-hmm. And for months and months they did uh, a series on like borders and settlements. And they looked the whole Israeli-Palestine conflict mm-hmm. before it flared up like it has in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. This was maybe last year. And they went into the settlements the Israelis moving into Palestinian or are they even Palestinian no one's really actually put down yeah. a border and said who owns what mm-hmm. things and they're like is one of the big motivations for you that you know you're a Jew and you want to go back to the homeland because it was something to do with they need to be on a certain like mountain or a certain side of East Jerusalem I don't know if you look into it there is a reason for Jews going back to that certain part of the world mm-hmm. and nearly every single person they interviewed were like it's the same as Muslims wanting to be pointed towards Mecca yeah, well, it's wanting to be um, associated well, no, and this, integrated in a certain part of the land this is the thing so this is like what a lot of Israel would say is motivation for taking Islam back and they interviewed so many Jews that it came from America that it came mm-hmm. from other parts of Israel yeah. they're like why'd you move here is it because you want to be at the heart of Judaism mm-hmm. and every single one was like oh fuck no we didn't even think about that yeah like it was like they're like maybe that's a bonus but yeah that's not why we want to live here it's because it's a lovely sub- suburb like a lot of the West Bank is now being described as being like New Jersey to Manhattan yeah really built up beautiful tennis courts like everything about it's lovely so it's so strange that that's a conflict zone I don't know, I could get my head around it. Whenever I was younger, there was a part of me that wanted to go to Jerusalem just for like a holiday, just to see it. Um, just, <laughs> just to go, just to see it. Not even for like a week, just for like two days, just to go and be like, oh, it's I've a been here and like, I've seen it. Tourist Because I have, obviously, my Jewish family members who have never been to Jerusalem. Yeah. Because Come. we all know they couldn't. Um, but say now, I'd rather just go to fucking Queens. <laughs> Not the university, the suburb of New York. Get a bagel. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, is that us? I think we've, we've just some rant. I know we're really sorry. We're just two people, two people trying to 
hash this out and sort out the conflict. We're it's, <laughs> it's not about the users, it's just amongst ourselves. Yeah. Um, we're like, oh, what have you read? Do you know anything we're, about it? This is all like speculation. This is we're not the people that are gonna fucking put the world to rights. We're just saying what we want to say. Um, we're also picking up on the fact that most of just mainstream media is it's very one sided at the minute. Yeah, and it always has been. Like the media is run by the Jews. I'm only joking. Um, if it was, <laughs> we'd be getting paid. We'd be getting paid. <laughs> So, the news is over. We got into it there, didn't we? That's us for another week. That's us for another month. I know, I don't think we'll need to say much. Much more? Well, no, no we're going on to a lighter topic. Yes. Reading and writing. Well, reading. Reading, Do you reading. Like? Yeah. reading, writing, yeah. and arithmetic. Yeah. Sorry. Um, do you like to read? I love to read. I'm talking about anything other than the back of a cereal box. Oh, Everyone oh, thinks oh. I'm really stupid, but I loved to read. Whenever I was younger, it's I had no friends and wasn't allowed outside to play, right? So all I did was sit in the house and read. Um, when I was quite young, I tried to get through like the quote-unquote classics. Oh. I'm very well-read, Matthew. Okay. I'm not saying you're not. I've read the Iliad twice. <laughs> and it's hard going. Okay. Uh, what are you reading at the minute? At the minute, I am reading... Um, well, I'm rereading Fried Green Tomatoes, obviously. Um, I've started reading The Woman in the Window because it was made into a movie. It's out on Netflix. It's starring um, Amy Adams. She plays a recluse. I love who's, her. It's sort of like, did you ever see, um, what do you call it? Rear Window, Hitchcock. Right. It's sort of like that, but it's quite a modern version. So it's a recluse who sees something going on untoward in the apartment block in front of her. And she like makes up the stories of people that live in the apartment facing her she's like oh this person does that and then someone gets murdered and it's a whole thing so right. that's not a spoiler Good. i'm also well, reading a book on gender and sexuality called can everyone calm down by non-binary canadian may martin oh very good mm-hmm very good well Do you i'm like reading to read? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just section mm-hmm. uh, i'm currently reading three books at once oh Sure, yeah. You've only two hands. <laughs> two eyes, that you know of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading our good friend Vicky, friend of the show, mm-hmm. read me a book called We Need to Talk About Africa. Yes, I bought her that. Yes, and I've stole it out of her house. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading that. I'm reading Parkland, which is about the Parkland shootings. The, it was like one of the biggest school shootings ever, a couple of years ago, do you remember? In Florida. Parkland? Parkland. I'm not familiar. Oh, look it up. There's that fucking many. There is that many. They're they're coming thick and fast. But it's not so much about the school shooting at all. Like, the details that are very purposefully left out of the book. Is it about the run-up, sort of? No, not even. It's about what happened straight after. So, all the teenage students at the school Mm -hmm. organised the biggest march on Washington. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They were all like 16, 17, Emma, the girl with the shaved head. Yes. And they all got up. Is that the one that Halsey spoke at as well? Yeah, and they all just got up and they were like, you know what, fuck this, we're not going to be like victims. We're going to be like activists. Can I read that after you? Yeah, it's sitting there. That blue one. Right. But it's the whole story of like the teenagers Mm -hmm. and each one, like the chapters and stuff explains each one's story and like, why did you decide to get involved? But they all just came together and they're like, yeah, we're not going to sit here and cry and go on the news. And they were all so media savvy because they're mm-hmm. of so this generation. generation yeah. And they knew how to play like Fox News. They're like, I'm going to do this in for you. And they're like 
self-managed themselves and made like a whole community. Amazing. So I'm reading that, I'm reading When You Talk About Africa and I'm reading, what's the name of that one there? The Kennedy Curse. No, I'm reading the, I haven't got into The Kennedy Curse yet. Oh, get away. Oh, that's going to be fun. I got mad a book for his birthday. In March, The Kennedy um, Curse. But do you know that's just for fun? Like that's It is, gonna, it's one of the, yeah. I'm trying to be more serious with my literature. Is that uh, How to Clone a Mammoth? How to Clone a Mammoth. By this, Beth Shapiro. With, so I came in here and seen the, you know, I can't see. And I read... I thought, he's reading a book by Ben Shapiro. You know mm. that mental bastard, the one that talks like this, the really, really high no. pitch, the one, the American? No. Who's like, well, right, edit this out because it won't make sense No, then. well, anyway, so the book's called How to Clone a Mammoth, The Science of De-Extinction by Beth Shapiro, and it's very good. I'm very into it. I'll borrow that one as well. My, um, my interests are broad and weird. You know, at the minute they're like, can we take DNA out of, like, a mammoth's remains that we found? Because they've like find like preserved mammoths where they yeah. can just about take out the DNA structure mm-hmm. and then they're looking into like can we put that into an elephant yeah and now I seen a movie in the 90s that was a bit similar to this <laughs> The Fly and it did, <laughs> Jurassic Park no well, it didn't work too well, well for no, anybody there in is like Isla Nubar. apparently there, it's already starting to happen with different like birds and I think they're trying to do something with the goat in Portugal I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> but then again aren't they all I think they're trying to do something <laughs> with the goat in but it's it's not about like so there is an idea that you could maybe put a mammoth or a half mammoth embryo into an elephant if you give a mouse a cookie (laughs) (laughs) but it's more about the ethics like is this ethically sound like you know they're fucking dead and extinct for a reason why are you dragging it back into this hellhole that we call earth but um, yeah that's what I'm reading and then the candy curse just for shits and giggles any day now yeah so, well, there's quite there's a good few podcasts out there about the Kennedy curse. We're not um, going to talk about it here. Sinisterhood did two episodes on the Kennedy curse, and it's amazing. Sinisterhood, if you're listening, love you. Hi. Um, but yeah, no, it's good that you're reading. Um, Thanks. I try. I try. So, books in the nineties and early noughties. Well, Let's get into it. Said, the, the first books you remember, P one, P two. I've got a brief history here, just on the Scholastic Book Fair. See, I don't remember this. No? I remember World Book Day and kids going in so dresses like Where's Wally and all. They no? came into your school off the back of an 18-wheeler. Was that the, the library bus? They were massive. No, 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 it's different. Massive, like, they were the shape of books, but they were like suitcases. You opened them up and there was like shelves and all inside. So I'm just going to quickly give you a history here. So the Scholastic... What Club, year would this have been? 95. It was no, when I it mean started. P1, P2... 95 would have been P, P1, P2, yeah, P2, yeah. Right. So no, I don't remember this. The Scholastic Corporation of Children's Literacy and Education was founded in 1920 in Pennsylvania, which, strangely enough, is where all the Amish are from. So that's weird. It's by a guy called Morris Robinson, or if American, you're, it's Maurice. Book fairs and World Book Day around the world are celebrated on the 23rd of April, but in the UK and Ireland, it's the second Thursday of March. Okay. And I thought, well, that's strange. Surely it should be, if it's World Book Day, it would be the same day all around the world. So I did a bit of deep diving to see why it's the 23rd of April everywhere else. It's like Mother's Day. The Changes. The 23rd of April is widely recognised as Shakespeare's birthday. Oh. Because he was born so long ago, nobody really knows. And because he was born to nobody's. Yeah. Nobody really knows his date of birth. Um, his date of death, I think, is the 15th or 16th of April. Mm. Anyway. Have you ever been to the Globe? No. In London? It's not the Globe. It's been N- rebuilt. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Did I tell you I'm going to Stratford upon Avon? What for? A bit of shopping? For that's where Shakespeare's from. Oh. I've booked that's from going to Westfield. No, I've booked myself a wee a wee trip. Um, nice. I'm gonna go in October. I'm gonna go to Shakespeare's birthplace. Very excited. Anyway, right. Other memorable birthdays on the twenty third of April. Really quickly. <laughs> Shirley Temple, nineteen twenty. On the rocks, please, if you're offering. A man called Jim Fix. Not I'm him. Willing. Not him. Very unfortunate name. Who is known on Wikipedia as American Jogger. What? He's a he's a runner, and he wrote a book about running. Okay. Uh, would you be arse reading that? Like, I mean, no. I know this is the book episode, but Jesus Christ. Um. Also born on the twenty third of April, friend of the show Bernadette Davlin. Wow. Um, enemy of the show, the Oklahoma Bomber, and friend <laughs> of the show, Tyo Cruz. So. <laughs> what possessed you to go down that rabbit hole? I just I couldn't stop. If, if you could get Tao Cruz and Bernadette Devlin in the one room with us. I'm not James Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my annual Hooting Attic. Wouldn't he have them too? Oh, he would? Nobody else would have them And she'd together. get up and she'd be... She'd be playing that fiddle. It'd be her, her Tao Cruz and then John Garry on drums. <laughs> she's a hard woman on the rest. Anyway. Or Bernadette. So, we'll get her on for an interview. That's... That's something we're trying. We we're, we're trying, trying to get Bernadette. We know people who know people. We're trying to get Bernadette. Bernadette, if you're listening, jump on board. Take a ride because the kids are all right. <laughs> so you don't remember the book? The no. You never went to school dressed up as anyone. No. 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 That's so strange. But you um, have no memory of your school years anyway. Like you blurred it. it all out. Well, I do remember the first books that we read in school. So there was something to do with the caterpillar. The hungry, hungry. The hungry, hungry caterpillar. Hippos. Yeah. The hungry um, caterpillar, yes. There was the shiny fish. Oh. And he the was... book was iridescent. Yes. And should them? Yes, it was an angel fish. Nobody can see what I'm doing. But do you know you <laughs> flutter, can flutter, yeah. The, the scales. Very iridescent. And then there was was it Neddy, the patchwork elephant? It was an elephant. Yes. Elephant covered in like patchwork shit. Uh-huh. And then obviously we got into the All the other elephants were black and white crosses yeah. and this elephant was, was... multicolored. And it was, and, and here's uh, the thing, it's all about being different. Well, it's an, all about being different. An early day LGBT story, mm-hmm. before it was backed before by the Northern Irish Education, Education Board. Education Ministry. Yeah, so that, yeah. Progressive, even back then. That was integrated schools for mm-hmm. Um, I do remember then, what was it, Bip and the Magic Key? Bip and the Magic Key. And the dog, Floppy. I don't remember Floppy. Floppy, yellow dog. I remember... Golden Retriever, but looked like it had a syndrome. <laughs> what was the... What were they called? Not Jack and Jill. Wilma. No. There she was... had a high pony. Topsy, Topsy and Tim. Do you remember Topsy and Tim? No. Show they me were... a photo. Right. Who was the one with the high pony? Oh, God, that's not... Whoa. <laughs> Is that cosplay? Topsy and Tim books. No, the no. The Dark Heart Twins, no. Search um, Bip and the Key and that whole family. So yeah, Biff and the Magic Key, remember all them, mm-hmm. and they had a, there was a yellow dog somewhere, and a girl with a high ponytail, and like a wispy, full fringe. It's like Lily Allen, only half of the fallout. Do you have a My First Bible? No. My, Maybe? So there's like children's versions of the Bible, which Pocket are like... Pocket size, I we read um, one. Like illustrated, and there's like wee short stories. Oh yeah. My cousin had one, and I loved it. It was like these... I'd prefer the illustrations because there were these gorgeous, like, 
sharp edges because it's children's book and they were really really colorful and then like we mini stories underneath being like Zacchaeus is a tax collector but then I had like my own copy of the bible that's like you don't you don't take it out of the packet because it's that like old no. it's like an heirloom we had like see growing up in our house back when mummy and daddy were together Here he and there was a few quid about the house um we have the most this is a new drinking game <laughs> We have the most beautiful collection of books that we still have in the house to this day. Mm -hmm. Like, remember a full-on encyclopedia, Leatherbound? And we had, like, mm -hmm. these stunning, like, books on, like, Irish mammals. um, Like, real beautiful picture, like you were saying. We had an atlas. Yeah. Like, an atlas book, and it was all beautifully illustrated. But all the, like, see them old encyclopedias? Mm -hmm. We were, like, sat steaming drunk. I think Charlotte was in the house, actually, when she came down last summer. Uh -huh. It was me, my mum, my stepdad, Kevin, Charlotte, and we're like, let's tear through these encyclopedias. Oh my god. You should. Gorgeous. I was screaming, laughing at them because it was like 1992 knowledge. Oh. And they're like, the country of Czechoslovakia. Oh my god. <laughs> like everything. And they're like, computers are the next big thing. And they're like, a photo of one from. It was amazing. The new government of Azerbaijan. Like, them encyclopedias and themselves should be in a museum. Yeah. Like they're everything. And my mum's like, you still take them down the odd time. I was like, I don't, but yeah. I um, stuck a notion now she wants to get rid of the bookcase. Just before lockdown last year, I my dad and I went over to see Nana and Papa. Um, not went over to see them like they live miles away. They live in Carrick, and I stayed <laughs> over in the house. And Nana was like, "Oh, here's a book for you to read. You know, if you do a bit of reading before bed, because I do do that anyway." And she's this gorgeous book. It's like you you can see it's this size. It's the long size. Um. And but it's, foot and a half. It's um a book of like Irish mythology, and Ooh. the first half of it's in English, and the second part of it's the same stories, but um stop it in Gaelic. Gorgeous and like Get that on thin, thin, thin pages, like oh, Bible pages. Yes. Really, really thin, stunning. It's like uh Cahillan, the children of Lear, all these things. Gorgeous. So I was reading it in Gaelic, letting on I knew what I was reading. Of course you did. Anyway. Speaking of Irish books. Okay. I'm getting to it. Who's that? Is that me? No, it's me. Oh, Miss Popular. The reason everyone's tuning in this week, Under the Hawthorn Tree. Which I've never read. Cause... Matt, I could, I could recite it to you now. I've read it that many times. I don't know if I want to know. Eilie woke up early morning. Peggy was coughing. She always did when she had a cold. Mother was lying by the fire that was dying out with baby Bridget, who was on her last legs. Baby Bridget, she was about two months old. They buried her under the hawthorn tree. The dad went away to work on the roads. The mum went to look for him, left the three kids. Eilie, Peggy, Michael. You's wait here. I'm going to go and look for your dad. But it's 1845 in Ireland. She didn't come back. So. The hawthorn tree walked so Angela's ashes could run. No word Different generation, but same fucking sad tale. I've got Angela's Ashes written down here. Not what the whole book, just the name. Book. How long? They were books that we read in school. They were read to us by the teacher, and then the teacher would say, would call on one of us and go, right, you know, to make sure you're paying attention. Right, you read the next line, you read the next line. Da -da 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 -da. That's the way to make them learn. I know it is. This was like P6 or P7. Since I've left school, primary school, I've probably read those three books about four or five times. Really? They are children books, but they're so, they're written so well. Marita Conlon McKenna is the author. It was first published in 1990. was then made into a TV show. It's a stage production now. It's a proper, like, cult classic. I need to look, get into this, because it just passed me by. Everyone loves Under the Hawthorn Tree. Right. Um, 
Yes, you were saying about Angela's Ashes. My memory of reading Angela's Ashes is, so my dad and his wife took me to um, Italy on holiday a couple of years ago. And I was like 14 or something. I didn't want to be on a villa holiday in the outskirts of Italy. It was shit to me. I didn't enjoy it. Fair. The, it was like, they had a they had a pool and a random like bookcase with one book in English and it was Angela's Ashes and I thought, right, fuck, I may as well read Frank this Frank McCourt? Then. Frank McCourt himself. He wrote a couple more books after that, didn't he? He wrote Tiz and he wrote and Teacher whole, Man. Apparently the whole family turned on him after. Because it was all bullshit? Yeah. Mm-hmm, apparently it was all lies. Sure. Well, he never said it was non-fiction. No, in school we, um, I'm talking secondary school, mm-hmm. we went on and we started reading like Lord of the Flies, which in hindsight, I know it's a story of like morality and stuff. Had a wee boys on islands, slightly mm-hmm. homoerotic. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be teaching at an all boys school. No wonder I got carried away. That was on our curriculum in school, but it wasn't in my mm. English class. We, we read uh, Dancing at Lunasa and of Mice and Men. Oh, I did of Mice and Men. I did a lot of poetry. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about Dancing at Lunasa before. Have we? Yeah, it's like an Irish classic. No, wouldn't be for me. Why do you know all the take stuff? <laughs> <laughs> It's so, okay, I can say that. Um, but no, why? I went, to be fair, I went to Protestant Second School. I went to quote unquote integrated school, but it was in the East. But so. I went to integrated primary school, so that's why. But of mice and men, hard going. Is that a movie? It's a book. I know, but is it a movie? It is a movie also, starring John Malkovich and Gary Sinise. I'll watch it and then see how I feel because I did the same with Bridget Jones. And that was a great book after I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever, did your mum read? Did you ever like stumble on like one of her books oh my that maybe God. you shouldn't have been reading? They may have been cheese, everything. Oh, really? No, my mum didn't never read anything racy, so hers were, my mum had loads of books. Mm-hmm. And we used to buy her books. She used to, oh, her Danielle Steele's and all, she'd mm-hmm. devour them. Or Joan Collins's. And, well, they were, I don't think they were as cheesy as that, but she was a good reader. Mm-hmm. May have been she. But what Irish man hasn't read me a bunch of... I know, I know. I know, 55 of her books. There's something about mums that love reading books about, like, war-torn children being abused in well, the 40s. Well, this is what I was going to say. I don't know what it were. Simone, if you're listening, she has read 50 of the same book. I'm not joking. A mother's love, a woman's scorned, a children yeah. lost. Yes. That's all what they're called. So, you know those, like... The back streets of Liverpool. You know those, like, lover story books mm-hmm. that are about... 100 pages long done um, and you get them free and like the readers digest <laughs> but the need of the world yeah so and they always have like three coupons on the cheers a real racy cover of like a sunset and yeah a woman on horseback wearing a cheesecloth dress and the books come in like four different parts mm-hmm. it's like candies unleashed again but um, <laughs> no so I use that's me, I'm aware. And they were always like pocket sized, mm-hmm. tiny, mm-hmm. tiny, but I never, no, my ma didn't read them. If you didn't know any better, you'd think it was a puzzle book. I know. For the, the same <laughs> size. Like a Suzuki book. <laughs> and you get a free pen. So no, no, thankfully my ma, she was, she's not into them yet, but she's yet to hit 60, so it could happen any day now, mm-hmm. where you go to Tesco and you get like three of them free in the front of Closer magazine. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. But my granny... My, my dad's mother, God mm-hmm. rest her, um, she she had a book like that, but it was based in Northern Ireland. And I tucked it up, tucked it up my sleeve and took it to bed with me one night. Oh, and all, say it was about 60 pages, the font was, t- like, you wouldn't need reading glasses. Yeah, it was coming 14. At you. And it was Times New Roman. Star-Crossed Lovers from mm-hmm. East and West Belfast. 
Cock was it Mickey Bow and Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a love, one of those real cheesy love stories. And I had a read in about 20 minutes, and I was only about 10. But at the very end, you know, the families, it was Romeo and Juliet, only set across Belfast in the Troubles. And sure didn't they get out? In fair Verona, where we lay our scene. <laughs> the final big scene was, you know, they had to sneak out through a peace line, and uh-huh. people were coming after them, robbers, bombers, mm. everything. And they got the published only this year, of course. <laughs> they, they got the ferry to Liverpool, Aww. and it was happily never after. Oh, did it all go pear shaped? No, she died. Oh, that's a sin. Well, they always did in those days, didn't they? Um, typhoid, Mary. So typhoid, Mary. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Also, the other main reason everyone's here is they. So I have a list here in front of me, Matthew. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, five, twelve of the greatest books of our time. It's not like Bridget Jones. Harry Potter? No, 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 no. Okay, we'll get into that. Jacqueline Wilson? Hit me with your rhythm stuck. I told you I was in library club. Mm. Remember in the one of the previous episodes? Yes. And she went, do you have any book requests? And I said, anything by Jacqueline Wilson? She goes, can I remind you of an old boys school? <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. It's like I asked for Divine Female Trouble on DVD. Back in the day, Jacqueline Wilson was the feminist icon. Now it's come into recent light that she is a massive turf. Yes. Do you remember me saying a few episodes back I was reading Jacqueline Wilson books and because she of She gets the, a mention every episode, I don't know why. Because of the way that she was describing like where these books were set, I used to think, oh God, isn't England dead rough? How did a woman in, like, what age is she now? She is 74. So say she was in her 60s or 50s. How was she able to pinpoint, like, I'll talk about teenage eating disorders. You're like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Oh, no. is Have you got a troubled over, niece? Is she going over to people on the streets, like our survey says? Like, tell me about, tell me about this. Billy on the streets? Mm-hmm. For a dollar! So, dustbin baby. A uh, uh, girl got fucked in a dustbin, from what I remember. She was found in a dustbin so, outside the back of a pizza restaurant. So, same thing. And was put into care straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, had an adoptive had adoptive parents. Something about her 16th the birthday mom, and she went missing out of school? No, no, no. That's bad, girls. We'll get to that okay. in five bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on. Dustbin Baby. God, I really can't remember her name. But there was um, a chapter Dust. where she was in this home and one of the girls that she lived with in the home was called Esme. And I remember reading that when I was younger and it was the first time Denters. I'd ever heard that name. Thinking, that name's so different. Dead, different get me dead out nice. of here. Uh, Tracy Baker, everyone's favourite lesbian. Don't talk to me about Tracy. The casting. The Did casting it, of Tracy Baker was done so well. Oh, the ca- I thought you were The illustrations in Tracy Baker of this wiry-haired, pale By girl. By a man called Nick Sharrett. The casting was just done perfectly. Like Danny Harmer, if you're listening, big fan. Um, Loved your I can't say career. the same for the girls trilogy, the casting. So we have Girls oh, Under you're t- Pressure. You're going between book and film here. Girls Under Pressure, Girls Out Late, Girls in Tears and Girls in Love. The main three characters, we have Ellie, Magda and Nadia. Ellie Magda is, was the big one. No, Ellie is the main character who is meant to be... Who's the one who had the eating disorder? Ellie, because okay. she was known to be quite quote-unquote heavy. So, the casting for the Girls trilogy, I can't say the same for. We have Ellie, Magda and Nadia. Ma- Nadia is the goth. Magda's the good-looking one that everyone loves and everyone falls over. Ellie is the main main character, who is n- talks about herself quite 
down. She was meant to be quite heavy or a bit on the bigger side and boys don't really look at her. Um, so whenever we're reading this, we're thinking, oh, so she's maybe, what, a six, size 16, size 18. They're only meant to be like 14 years old. That's by the by. Whenever this was made into an ITV1 production, the person that they cast to play Ellie, the main character who's meant to be heavy, do you know who the fucking cast? Who? The ginger one from Sugar Rush. Who's built oh. like a rolly. Yes. Who's about six foot tall. Remember Sugar Rush? Not a bit of meat on her body. Sugar Rush, what a show. The casting for Nadia Magda was really good. I don't know, you're going between book and TV and everything here. I, I'm sticking to the books. I'm literature only, baby. Okay, well, please, let's talk about love lessons. I'm closing my book. I have no more notes to read. No, you have more bullet points because I didn't read love lessons. You didn't read love lessons? She fell in love with her art teacher? I was a 13-year-old girl, but not that much. The Illustrated Mum, which is your uh, favourite. My fave, yeah. She fucked a tin of white Julex over herself. Mm-hmm. How could you not love Dolphin? that? Dolphin? Was not her name? Dolphin, yeah. Allegedly. Lola Rose, mum won the lottery. Lola Rose, she didn't win the lottery. She won ten grand on a scratch card, and that was her out the door. And she spunked it up the wall down in Londonium. She met a boy. She bought him a computer, and I'll remember. Yes, what did and she call the brother? Kendall. They changed. They changed their names. They changed their names. They, they were, changed their names. On the run, and then the big aunt had to come down and rescue them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the ma wasn't good with money. She wasn't good with men. Is anyone? No, but she wasn't good with men. Um, she could pick them. We are also. The generation that remembers the Harry Potter books coming out. Oh, here we go. Yeah. The satanic you, panic. I never queued, did you? Oh, honey. Did honey. you queue? Oh, you know about me queuing. Picture the scene. W.H. Smith. No. 2003. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it wasn't W.H. Smith. It was MPO at the time. Barnes & Noble. 2 a.m. Queens. New York City. Here he goes. I queued up for the Deathly Hollows. I sat on the ground on some sort of like... Ceiling tile that had been flipped from the roof to the ground. You think you're Rory Gilmore, don't you? <laughs> we, my mum took us, when we were in New York, to Barnes & Noble in Queens mm-hmm. at midnight, or just before midnight, and we queued up, and I mean, there was hundreds, it was electric, and there was people sat on the ground, they were all reading through it. Mm-hmm. Life-changing. One of the best experiences I've ever had. Yeah. The queuing yeah. was better than reading the book, I'm sure. <laughs> no, we got three copies. Oh, really? For all three of us. Oh, right enough. Yeah, it wasn't just for me. Because normally we'd get a copy and then we'd share. Harry Potter was a massive thing and we used to get the books. Still is. Everyone's heard of it, I'm sure. We used to get the books. Did I don't know. We always had like the American copies of the books. I don't know why. There's that thing. It's obviously clickbait. But people share it on Facebook all the time. Like, if you have this original pressing of like whatever book yeah. or whatever video, it's worth millions. I have the first four Harry Potter books in the house for the Philosopher's Stone from what is it 90, 98, 99 yeah. and it's in its original cover like the proper like UK and Ireland cover version and it's called the Philosopher's Stone rather than the Sorcerer's Stone Sorcerer's Stone's American I don't know why that's a, even a thing I, I don't know we still have like the hardbacks they're battered but yeah. they're on the American issue yeah. I mean like the spines torn they're hanging apart do you do you like abuse your books like do you no, like, would you dog ear anything we would have when we were young but like those books were passed between all three yeah. boys and we like babbled See, them. I love that. I love like... Oh, they're hanging together favorite, by a thread. But, yeah, yeah. But see if you go to my house still to this day, without fail, see if you go upstairs because our house at home is quite small. It's like a wee council house. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the top stairs, it's the banister and it's like the three bedrooms and the bathroom. 
and always on the balancer is like mountains of fucking laundry and stuff that needs to go to charity shops. My mum has a wild hoarder. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a mountain of stuff. You will always and a copy of Lady Shatterley's Lover. You will dog eared. You will Ballister. always find like a first press and battered copy of Harry Car Harry Carrick. <laughs> that was last episode. Of Harry Potter. Like outside the bathroom somewhere. Yeah. And you just take it in and go for a shout. That's nice. And you just open it anywhere and you're back in that yeah. world. And then you put it back I out. like to have something to read on the toilet. Nice. Is there a book that you have read more than three times? Like all what the, would you say your favourite book would be that you could pick it up anywhere? Oh. All the Harry Potters I've read multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know Prisoner of Azkaban's the best one. Oh, honey. Isn't it? Honey, Isn't honey, it? honey. When she's living it up on Diagon Alley. When it started, because that was whenever the whole series started to get a wee bit dark. A wee bit dark. Because the first two were a bit mm. like, oh, isn't he making mates, isn't that class? And then the third one was whenever we were starting, and obviously whenever the third one came out, we had grown up ourselves. Yeah. It was a wee bit more, quote-unquote, adult, but it... The Dementors. Yeah. Fair God on you. Still to this day. Mm-hmm. The and the Wump and Willow... The Womp and Willow. Um, I used to read, like, because it was a big fruit, <laughs> uh, Sex and City, Top Wars Prada, all them books. Oh, really? Read them. Yeah, I was a wee queen when See, I was 13. Da Vinci Code, I've good memories of that. I read The Da Vinci Code as well. Awful in hindsight. Ago. Yeah. Um, but It's one of those ones where you can turn around to people at parties and go, I've read The Da Vinci Code. Do you know what my big thing was when I was, like, 13? I got to my room. I, put, <laughs> I can't look you in the eye. No, no, tell me. <laughs> I got up to my room. Everyone else was out sniffing glue and drinking Buckfast. Right. I had no friends. You uh, know this. Fair. I get into bed. I'd light a candle uh-huh. on incense. Charlotte's um, Web. Dim the lights. I'd stick on a Kitty Malula CD or a Joss Stone CD and just relax into a copy of Angels and Demons. You I'd, are... Troubled. I set up dollars. I used to read. Um, I used to read Kafka. I Kafka's motorbike <laughs> no. from Bridget Jones's diary. No. Um, the greatest book of our time. I read a book on Mao from China. Right. That must have been a thousand pages. It was like a bible. Would you? Because you would read like fic- we... not non-fiction. Oh, I don't read fiction. Yeah. See, I'm. I love no. fiction. I... I love my true crime books. Stranger Beside Me, Anne Rowe, the woman who worked with Ted Bundy. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan An amazing of book. Fact, give it to me. Mm. Uh, I read a really good book recently that I actually lent to Vicky and I want it back. And it was Letters from Obama. Mm. And I paid big money. See, a lot of them really, really good books. You, They're yeah. like, they got the £20 for a paperback. Because I love going into Waterstones and be like, I would like, look at this and be like, I want this immediately. Mm-hmm. Look on Amazon, they're like, it's no cheaper. Just because it's not on, you know, the top ten seller yeah. list. But that book I got, Letters from Obama. Um, so every day, say the President of the United States gets a million letters from people. Mm-hmm. And most presidents would write back like, to like two or three people. We took a letter. Apparently President Obama was did the most writing out of everyone. He made a point of writing back to 100 people a day, if not more. And whoever put this book together, I must find out. I'll put it up on something. He got all the transcribes of their letters right. that they had sent and Obama's responses. Aww. So each chapter is like... Fuck you, delete this number, no texts. <laughs> so each chapter, and then he tracked down the people who wrote these letters and met them, and some of them were like, oh, my water bill's too high, and then other ones were like, 
my son died at 9-11 and I've mm. never felt ready to speak about it and you're the first president I ever thought I could reach out to. Oh. And then all of them, nearly every single letter that ever, ever gets sent to the president, they're like, he replied you to know, you. N- no, he didn't, but everyone that writes the letter is like, don't even know why I'm writing this, LOL. Like, yeah. not expecting a response. I just need like to get Like when you Instagram Beyonce, when you're black, going, yeah. you won't say this, but I love you. But everyone's like, like most of them have like an epiphany halfway through the letter being like, don't even know why I'm writing this, why I'm yeah. even going to bother sending that. And then his response, his letter, and he's really heartfelt. And he yeah. sometimes he helped them. And then the man who wrote this book and compiled it all went out and tracked down these people and was like, Oh, to see like, where they were. And interviewed them and seen where they were in life and what mm-hmm. drove them. They're like, why'd you do that? It's just one of the most fascinating things. And it's like a complete snap- like snapshot of that 10 years of American history. Time, yeah. And it was like, so yeah, anyway, really good book. I'll have to get that off you. Actually, it does sound it's, interesting. Yeah, it's one of the best books Thanks. I've read recently. I don't, like I said, I don't really read non-fiction. Or I don't mm. really read. So what books would you keep going back to? So, I'm named after a book, which you know. Stephen King. Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. So not Stephen King. Which is about the ghost. Rebecca is Stephen King. No, Rebecca is by Daphne du Maurier. But there is a Rebecca Stephen King. Christine. Is by Stephen King. Change your name. Keep going. Rebecca is the story of the the ghost of a dead woman who haunts the house of her husband and haunts his new missus. Okay. Um, it was made into a Hitchcock movie. It's actually one of Hitchcock's first ever movies. 1942, I think. Anyway. Um, Good year. So Daphne du Maurier's books I sort of grew up reading because I was like so self-obsessed where I was like oh I have to read this blah 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 she wrote a book called My Cousin Rachel and it was made into a movie in 2017 starring friend of the show Rachel Weisz yeah Um, that would be probably one of the books that I would go back and read again My Cousin Rachel we're going to do a list um, everyone and we're going to maybe pick three or four books each that we would recommend that we were going to recommend to the listeners so I'm going to say My Cousin Rachel Little Women Oh. Catcher in the Rye. Oh. And uh, Go Ask Alice, which is the diary of a girl that was found in 1968. And it's a girl who was 15 at the time, and it's her actual diary. And it's about her being a transient all across America, discovering drugs and discovering acid. And, oh, and just, I'd enjoy that. Just before the summer of love. Um, and the people that she meets. Along the way. Uh, it's, how they touched her. Yeah, and it's it's quite grim. My mum gave it to me when I was younger, being like, here's what happens if you take drugs. Like, don't do this. Don't fall into the wrong crowd. But I read it and thought, she is living the best life the best ever. Best life. Um, oh, um, Adrian Mole again, sorry. Yeah, I oh know, I know. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian Mole is a great one. I used to love them books. The Cappuccino Years. Mm-hmm. The, oh. When I was younger... I, I thought, love them. They were so witty. I thought Adrian Mole was a mole. Okay. I thought it was like a children's book and that he no. was a mole and that his girlfriend Pandora was like a weasel. Oh, and it wasn't was until a... I was older where I was like, oh, he's that's just a surname. Yeah. I thought it was a children's book. No, Pandora was a cunt. He had such a sad, sad What did he glue to himself? He glued it. He was, he was making a paper airplane. Remember, you could get paper airplanes like in a magazine yes. and build it week by week. This is his diary when he was 13 and three quarters. 13 and three quarters. I'm pretty sure he glued like a paper airplane yeah. to, his hand, to his hand I or had, something. I like, all his older books where he was like in his 30s he, and yeah, 40s. Yeah. His diary. It was like laugh out loud funny. Sue Townsend. 
Sue Tyson. Friend of the show. Is she still kicking? I wouldn't like to. I don't think so. No. Um. Also, really, brief, really briefly, um, Angus Thongs and Phil Frontal Snoggin. Oh, I read that. There's about 12 of those, right? Fuck off. They are the funniest books. Louise Renison, R.I.P., passed away a few years ago from, I want to say breast cancer. Okay. She was quite young. She was like early 50s, mid 50s. Um, but the way that she wrote those books and the way that she was so in the mindset of a 15-year-old girl and all of her friends was just perfection. Those books are hilarious. I'm trying to think of any other book series that are like should have never been series kind of things. Confessions of a Shopaholic. Mm-hmm. There's about 50 of those. Yeah. Did you ever read the, um, what do you call him? Jim Carrey. Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, yeah. So I have them all hard back in the attic. I watched the movie, first of all. I was obsessed with it because what, I that really... That only came out recently. No, no, no. That was... No, the movie years ago. And then there was a Netflix series. So I was obsessed with the movie because I really fancied the, the daughter, the sister. You know, her. Right. This, this isn't, like, illegal. By the way, I was really, really young. Okay. So Nons. then my mum went out and was like, oh, I'll buy you all the books. She didn't know that it was a series. She just thought they were just random books. So she, so the only one I have in the house is number 12. So I'm starting off going in the middle. I'm starting off that book in the middle of a fucking sentence going, well, I've missed, I've missed something here. Oh, so if anybody wants to buy me the other I'll get 11 them. copies of I'll get a series them. of unfortunate events. They're sitting in Anniskill and gathering dust. I'll put my Amazon wish list in the bio. Oh, that should we do that? Who's gonna buy us stuff? No one. Nobody. Sure, we're rich. You have a tax rebate coming in next week, from what I've heard. Oh, fingers crossed. We are gonna post our top five books. Top five books. So, well, no, top ten, because of the minute what we're reading, what we're enjoying. The books du jour. What we should go back to. I have a couple of books downstairs that I need to read. I've got. Oh, you've got that Trixie and Katya book. <laughs> Not that. Um, I've got Landal Rez. Violet backwards something. Violet bent backwards over the fucking Her poetry, I flicked through it. It's a over the I ninety five. Um I've got Bad Behaviour. Mm-hmm. I've got a collection of Sylvia Plath poems somewhere. God I've rest her soul. Need a good look on that. How do you feel about all like the trendy books? Oh, what I mean you? trendy, oh. I mean you know journal. I have a friend that read The Secret. No. And I remember yeah. her trying to sell it to me and I was going, I'm sorry. No. I Here's the thing. If you want to read a self-help book, you tear away. Me, personally, do you think I'm going to let somebody tell me what to do? So, you know, like, during lockdown especially, we've lost decence. We lost, lost dan- dancing. We lost dancing. And then we lost decence. Mm-hmm. MPO. Waterstones wasn't open because it wasn't essential. Mm-hmm. The only place, and spe- bear in mind I was in fucking Fermanagh for three months. Yeah. The only place you get a book is Tesco or Asda. Yep. So it was either, hello, I am Michelle Obama. Yeah, or uh, Me Before You by Jojo Moyes. Yeah, some shit like Which that. is an amazing book as well, by the but way. all the top sellers are, everything's like the, oh, do you know what one of my favourite books is? Um, Lean in 15. No, and it's um, it's non-fiction as well. And where's it gone? I'm going to reorder. The bookseller of Kabul 
Unbelievable. Oh, you were telling me about this. Was I? Off air. Um, yeah. Yeah, so a journalist went and lived with a family in Afghanistan uh-huh. where the Taliban took over. You're not allowed literature. And this man was like illegally selling books and he has done for years. Mm-hmm. And she immerses herself in Afghani culture in the city of Kabul. Fascinating book. Um, won a pile of awards. Anyway, no. Anyway, I was going to say the books that are... So I was down at home in mm-hmm. Fermanagh and I was gone, obviously. Mm-hmm. And... The only place I could buy books was Tesco or Asda. And you walk in, everything is, you know, the shoe mender of Auschwitz. Yeah. The, the tattooist of Auschwitz. The receptionist of Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin, obviously. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, they're all quite sensationalist, non-fiction. Yeah. But then a lot of it's come out after. They're like, Would you ever read, like, well, I've read Holocaust the, non-fiction? Yeah, well, it's not non-fiction. But some of them some are. Some of it is. They're turning yeah. into like love stories. There's, yeah. Oh, the Jew falls in love with the SS yeah. guard. And then Fuck that. They're Never naming happened. actual victims and then the families are coming out and going, look, I'll tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Tell this for nothing. That never fucking happened. Did you read The Boy in Striped Pajamas? No. Watched it. The author's from here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, John Boyne, his name is. And he was quite young as well when he wrote that book. I think he was like 31 or something. What would he know about The Boy in Striped Pajamas? What would I know about furries? <laughs> Um, yeah, so all these books, they're all very, they all seem to be very sensationalist. Yeah. They're like the, confessions. It's people just trying to make a book. Yeah, and then there's lots of like confessions <clears throat> of a junior doctor. Mm. Or like my first day being a, there's a dental book, hygienist. There's a book that's actually on my wish list and it's called, it's called, um, My Patient is the Next School Shooter. Oh my God, I've seen that book. It's on my list and yeah. I can't find it anywhere. There's quite a lot of places that aren't stocking it. So yeah, really quickly. It's got bad reviews just because of the subject matter. But I think. But it is meant to be like a true thing. Yeah. So really quickly, I just want to get into like banned books. We posted okay. earlier on the Ceasefire Babies account that a lot of people were wanting to ban Harry Potter because of witchcraft and, you know, paganism. And it's it's ungodly. Um, Can I take a day off Presbyterians? If, here's a question. Yeah. If somebody come up to you and said, here's a copy of Mein Kampf, yeah. you don't have to pay for it, you don't have to buy it from anywhere, would you read it? Yeah. Would you? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Also, I think it would just give me a better understanding of his mindset. Here's his mindset. He was a cunt. Oh, he was a cunt, but he put pen to paper. In the same way, like, you know, whenever... He I put ha- pen to paper, but he couldn't draw... Fuck you. Uh, he did <laughs> think he was an artist, didn't he? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, whenever... Do you know what else thought they were an artist? And his work is shite. And everyone at the time said it was shite. And now it's being put up in galleries. And they're like, oh, yeah, so no. Hey. Winston Churchill's, like, landscapes. Ugh. Like, watercolours bouncing. Anyway, going back... Hang on, really quickly. By the way, the only difference between Winston Churchill and Adolf Hitler is that they were from two different countries. See, apart from oh, that, honey. they were both big into eugenics, they were big assholes, they were two sides of the same fucking coin. So yes, they were fighting on opposite sides, but Winston Churchill and Adolf Hitler had the exact same mindset. Well, okay. Her words not mine, but sure, I'm... Did you read... Anyway, Sorry, go no, ba- no, I'll go back. Really hold on, quick. hold on. Okay, fine, right you ask me a question, let me I fucking know. answer you. So, Mein Kampf, if it was put in front of me, um, yes, I'd read it, and it's for the same reason that I would read any sort of propaganda material. So you know whenever, like, your man who did the massive fucking terror attack in Norway mm-hmm. and went on that island, I'm not even going to name Anders or whatever, and massacred a pile of children, and he put up a massive... July the 14th, I think it July was, 2016. 5th, July 5th, my way. 
wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was but a few years ago. When someone like that puts up a massive manifesto mm-hmm. or like a whole statement, yeah, I'm naturally really, really intrigued to read it after because I just want to see the whole story. I, I understand know, if you, I know it's the ramblings of a madman, but I want to know where they're coming from. Like, I'm I not underst- going to sit there and listen to BBC News yeah. going, "Oh, you know, this well, is what they, they thought, said." Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just. Find I understand, it like, say, if you were working for the police or whatever the the CIA or the FBI, and you would maybe like need to read it to see, yeah. oh, here's where it all went pear shaped. But would you actually read Mein Kampf? Yeah, I Do you would. think you'd be able to finish it? Yeah. It's happened, like, it's not... I know, I know, I know. I know there's it's... no change in what happened. I know. And I know. if I am interested enough to be like, right, what he did was shocking. I just want to see the madness behind it. It's very unusual that someone would be acting so... Like, all these school shooters and everything that happens all over the world every day. None of them have ever put pen to paper. You can't actually, like... Or serial killers. You can yeah. never, like, actually examine them. It's fascinating to me to actually be able to look at them and be like... yeah. Right, you were a fucking nut job, I know that, but this just clarifies it even more. Yeah. Of course I'd read it. What's out there? I would like, not not for all the tea in China. I just wouldn't Why what's gonna happen if you read it? I it's aside from annoying yourself, but it, it, well that's it. it. It's just personal reasons. Like I just wouldn't yeah. well, I wouldn't even I wouldn't skinned. even turn the first page. I've just kinda got to the Because I'm you know, I'm quite like spiritual. I wouldn't want his mm. ghost looking down at me going there's somebody with Jewish relatives reading my book. Like, fuck. Oh, okay. Do you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't know. I think you can't really unchange history. Did you um, did you read To Kill a Mockingbird in school? No. So it's one of the books that has been, quote-unquote, banned now. Because of Lennon. Because of the N-word being used so, th- oh, really? so frequently throughout the book. And most school teachers throughout the world, English school teachers, would have been white and would have... We're going to read a chapter of this. And Stop being very, it. we're going to say this word because it's written in the book and it's very contextual and da 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 So now they've just taken it off the... Uh, okay, rightly so. The, what do you call it? Don't be making a point out of it. What's the word? Curriculum. Curriculum. They've just taken it off the curriculum at all. at all. So um, it was one of the books when I was in school, not in my year, I didn't read it, um, but because, as I was saying, oh, I made a point of trying to read all the classics. Mm-hmm. So I bought it from Waterstones or whatever halfway through it and was like I hope there's a fucking happy ending to this because it was just really really grimming me out um, and so instead I watched the movie Fair. and it had the same effect on me it's just really grim is that all the band books? yes okay Mein Kampf is the main one that's banned I don't think To Kill a Mockingbird has the title of being banned it's just taken off the curriculum so what do we do <laughs> next week? Uh, next week is the Eurovision special we're coming to you live from is Rotterdam <gasps> can we do like a history of Europe <laughs> do you know who you're talking to of course we can can we both pick um, <clears throat> say three European countries each that aren't the big ones I claim Poland no we're not that's that I, that's rude I can't that, do that what that's is a this? big one <laughs> September 1937 <laughs> sorry no that's a big one Okay, I'm going to take Malta. I'm talking your Serbias, your Herzegovinas. Can we take three each and educate each other on them? Yeah. And we'll do our top like holiday tips. Mm-hmm. Was that a thing? We're going to steer clear of Portugal for obvious reasons. Um, I'm just going to say that neither of us have actually discussed what we're doing next week. But this sounds like it could be good. So next week is the Eurovision special slash holiday tips 
We have Jane McDonald. She's coming cruising with us. She's going to take <laughs> us on a trip to Shell's Bridge and show us the best spots to park your car. <laughs> Folks, thanks so much for sticking with us. This has probably been the longest episode of any podcast. And one of the most problematic. Um, European Appreciation Week next week. European Appreciation Week. Fuck you, Brexit. Fuck you, Nigel Farage. Long live... Oh, what? Can I do Liechtenstein? Is that even still a country? It should be. They're not in Eurovision. No, but there's only about 10 people that live there and only one can sing. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Good night and God bless. Love you. Love you.